You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fansight. Welcome to a post-Toronto Blue Jays sweep episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. We are both here recording in the wake of Thursday night's victory over the Blue Jays. 10-7, got a little sweaty in the nine thanks to Jonathan Holder. But you will never see 26 innings of dominance against a postseason team like that in a long time this team just homered at rates unequaled throughout history against a team that nearly ended their season and sent them to 500 just over a week ago thomas you gotta be feeling good feeling so good that doing the pod with the shirt off because you know you gotta be loose for moments like these you gotta race yeah i'm doing the pod with the shirt very much on for anyone wondering yeah but you got a beer right Oh, yeah. I, uh, I have exactly one beer. I don't have a beer yet. I'll have a beer in a little while. But yeah, shirt off. You got to embrace these moments because there's been so many lows where we're, you know, digging our heels in, calling guys out, really just embracing the darkness. Now let's embrace the light, you know, eight straight wins, 43 runs in three games. Just it's incredible how much the lineup changes when you have Stanton or Judge back. We'll get into that in a minute, but forget about that. The starting rotation nails the bullpen, you know, aside from Holder's hiccup tonight, tremendous. Can't really complain about anything. And like we said, we hit rock bottom. The only way to go was up. And now we're inching towards the postseason and it's getting scary for opposing teams out there because I don't know who's going to be able to compete, even the Rays. The Rays, who are, you know, limping a little bit. I know they got, uh, I think they, they they beat the Orioles twice today, right? I believe they got the doubleheader sweep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 
they, they the pressure's on them because the Yankees are roaring, and if they're not if they're not pretty much perfect in you know their last uh, their last few sets here, it, it could get it could get real ugly for them. But nonetheless, five seed right now for or the Twins lost today, so no, we have to get one more win to catch the Twins. So five seed, yes. we could get the four seed. Things are looking up. I'm happy. We're gonna stay loose. If you like what you're seeing from the Yankees, there is no better time to subscribe to the Yanks Go Yard podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Come find us there, and we would love to hear from you. Drop us a comment, because right now, we would talk to anyone. Uh, I'm feeling so good. I would talk to a hater. I would talk to someone who wants to throw my previous work in my face. I wrote an article after the 6-2 choke uh, last Monday in Buffalo called Adam Ottavino and Chad Green basically just ended the Yankees season. Uh, And I just added that into my recap for tonight's game because I felt like, you know, if people are going to do it to me, I might as well do it to myself. Uh, Ridiculous article in retrospect, but how could you not feel that way last week? Watching that 6-2 lead get blown, turn into a 10-run inning after the Yankees finally won a game to inch one game over, right before they won the game to inch one game over 500. I came on the pod and I said, you got to have a mantra to get through garbage like this. Breathe in, breathe out. It's going to get a little bit easier. It can't get worse. We, we kept saying, all, what are they going to do? Lose more games? They've already lost games. Who cares? That, you know, it doesn't get worse than what we're seeing. So it, it could just be more bad, but it doesn't get worse. And I said, 18, 18 games left. All you have to do is go 12 and 6. Put you six games over 500 at the end of the year. Seems doable. You got the Orioles. You've got the Jays again. Got the Red Sox, Jays, Marlins, 12 and six. And therefore, every loss doesn't feel as momentous. You know, you lose one, you can still go, you know, 12 and five. Just just breathe out, breathe out as much as, as you know, whenever you get the chance. And since then, the Yankees are 8-0. Now all they have to do is go four and six uh, to get to my 12 and six. I would say my expectations are now significantly higher um 18 and 0 18 and 0 is not possible you just got to <laughs> breathe as soon as they ruin 18 and 0 i'll acknowledge it but they, they have <laughs> not yet um it, you know you, you see teams like the the rays who who definitely limped a little bit into today's doubleheader. no thanks to the orioles not helpful but the rays looking at playing some 500 ish baseball lately and when the yankees are clicking like this and the rotation is doing what it's doing in addition to the offense I mean, homering six to seven times per game, which is... Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call C-Bus C-Town, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells O-H, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in C-Bus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi. And say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Something that doesn't happen, but it just happens several times in a row. Um, I mean, when when everything is in sync like this, it's the it's the polar opposite of everything being out of sync that we just saw. It, it is crazy to see the difference. But when things are working like this, you start going, "Why was I scared of the Rays and their anonymous guy bullpen? Why was I scared of the Oakland A's?" and Chris Bassett and Mike Fires, like you start examining the other rosters and going, the Yankees are better than these people. (laughs) Like who knows if it's going to work in October? No one knows. There's a three game series that may not be played at home. And, you know, as of now will not be played at home that is on the way for the Yankees. So you can't feel good. You can't feel optimistic. It's still 
luck of the draw craziness like we were saying when they were losing every day. But the fact remains, uh, this roster is better than the other AL contenders, and I think that's safe to say at this point. Yeah, it's it's looking like that. And the but the reason why we're thinking those negative things is because the Yankees are like a drug this year. It's the the beginning of the season. You're like, oh man, this team's unbeatable. Aaron Judge is hitting home runs literally every at bat, and every single one is to you know dig the Yankees out of a deficit. Um, and then you have a streak that we had the last three weeks where it's like, can this team even play baseball? I'm not sure what what's going on. What's going on with Garrett Cole? I'm very nervous now. Uh, but Garrett Cole, speaking of, you know, we talked about, did we pay him too much? Why, uh, you know, is he the ace the Yankees need? Because we went through his body of work. Garrett Cole's a great pitcher, but he doesn't have, you know, the Max Scherzer body of work or the Justin Verlander body of work where it's like, yeah, you know, throw whatever money at this guy you want. He's been the guy that in terms of uh, top of the rotation stuff that the Yankees have needed and, and a nails like guy, but he got off to a really bad start. He led uh, the AL uh, in home runs. Hopefully that's changed since, you know, uh, four starts ago, I think it was, but this is what we've needed for him. We've needed the seven, eight dominant innings where it's just like, F you dude, you're not going to touch me. I'm going to still be throwing 99 in the seventh. And there there's literally nothing you guys can do. Granted, it was against the Orioles and it was against the Blue Jays, uh, Orioles twice. And he lost one of those starts. One of the, he gave up five runs. One was earned due to some uh, defensive BS, but he's, he's rebounded in a great way. And this is the momentum that he needs going into the postseason because now it's going to be back to high leverage starts. Um, and especially for other guys in the rotation, the offense clicking like this is great because when you're stepping on the mound and you know that, you know, you're getting a couple runs in the first, or you know that there's going to be a blow up seventh inning coming in the third, fourth, or the fifth. You just pitch better. You pitch with confidence. You don't really have any fears. You're not out there with the burden like, oh shit, I got to throw six shutout. And, you know, because that's what it was for a while there. It was if the starting pitcher doesn't throw six shutout innings or like only allow one run, like this is probably a loss. But I can't give, I can't speak more highly of the rotation and what they've been able to do. I know they've been buoyed, especially the last uh, three, four games with this monstrous offensive explosion, but still they're getting the job done. And this is what we need with the postseason approaching, because if Cole and Tanaka are pitching like this, we're, we're going places. Yeah. Give the blue Jays credit too. I mean, you know, you can say just the Orioles and just the blue Jays because we're used to doing that, but this Jays team proved, again in the ninth inning of this game that they can they they have offensive innings where they can do whatever they want like say what say what you will about the Jays pitching doesn't appear to be good enough and the Yankees missed uh Hyunjin Ryu this series and that changed a lot of things uh Walker looked bad Roark looked worse Chase Anderson looked like Chase Wright remember when Chase Wright <laughs> gave up four straight homers at Fenway Park I do um but the, the pitching was abysmal in this series and the offense was terrible in the first two games but in the ninth inning today, they were they were just rolling, and I don't I don't like I didn't envision them making an out. You don't envision them making an out until they do it. It was, it's crazy when they really get going. And Bichette can hit anything. Vlad Jr. is a little cold this year, but he can hit whatever he wants. Teoscar Hernandez, three hundred hitting MVP candidate, is a little hurt right now. Uh, Gurriel can't get him out. Like I, I never want to see that guy in a big spot. Don't know how you get him out. Danny Jansen don't ha- don't know how you ask for more from you know a backup catcher like that. 
good, solid, strong hitter. Kevin Biggio never makes an easy out. So, you know, there's a lot of guys in the Blue Jays lineup who Garrett Cole and Davey Garcia, and for the most part, Masahiro Tanaka made look really silly in this three-game set in a hitter's park where, you know, the Yankees are hitting home runs because they're incredible, but they're also offering home runs to the Blue Jays. The short porch is there, you mm-hmm. know, the jet stream in left center field where Gurriel hit one today. It's all there for you. You can take advantage of it too. And they were just tamed and Cole looked better. You know, we had a no hitter in the first five innings. Yeah. So it's crazy to say this, but he looked better as the game went on. And his last pitch of the game to get Jonathan oh, looking was the best Garrett Cole at bat of the season. Yeah. Two on two out 11, one game, you know, no reason to be that motivated and insane, but the robotic 99 mile an hour cutting fastball he threw was out of control. And when Don't DJ LeMayhew homered tonight, uh, they caught Cole in the dugout behind LeMayhew rounding first, yeah. going nuts, waving his arms around. And the Yankees tweeted the photo. Like that is this team. That's what you want. That's what you paid Garrett Cole for to be a, you know, a seven inning, no hitter throwing ace every five days, but a, the number one cheerleader on the top step from this, like he's got kind of a strange reserve personality, but he's a Yankee fan. And we said this earlier when he was struggling, you know, if you were a Yankee fan and you were giving up three runs and the Yankees were losing all your starts and you're an ace, that's going to eat at you a little bit. But if the Yankees are hitting five home runs in an inning and you're a Yankee fan, the flip side of that is pure joy. And what we're seeing from Cole is incredible. Uh, now we'll talk the warts a little bit now. Um, bit of a step back in this series uh, in the last hour from Jonathan Holder, who we kind of thought was a guy who might take on high leverage innings going forward. And he was taking them on, uh, had flip-flopped Adam Adovino a little bit in the pecking order and had like a, a, two, a mid two ZRA with like good underlying statistics too. And tonight he once again inherits his huge lead and looks a lot like Holder from 2019. Can't hold it. And Chapman comes in and finishes the job but not the tying run came to the plate twice in a 10-3 game in the ninth like crazy crazy and scary like I, I unfortunately for Jonathan Holder I'm right back to not trusting him whatsoever I don't know what you feel but yeah. you know he, he's back down to almost zero for me and that's a rapid reaction but unfortunately it's the one you're gonna get yeah I wouldn't put him at zero but he did this shit against the Red Sox earlier this year I think when we were up eight to one or something and then it's like load the bases hit great now it's a three now what do we do um but this is why people need to look deeper hey, we're we're talking sh- we're shitting on stats the last couple of days but guess what we got to look a little bit deeper in the stats now we love stats every we do we like stats, stats but we're just we, saying we like the stats we don't like when it's too much but this is a situation where you need to look at the stats before this before this game where he came in and got knocked around, he was 3-0 with a 2.08 ERA, and he led the Yankee staff in ERA. But he had a 1.33 whip, which is rarely ever a good sign for a reliever. That's not, that's not very good. Um, and he only had 14 strikeouts in 15 games. So he's not exactly sitting guys down. Um, and also, he's rarely coming in in high-leverage situations. Yes, he got a couple of those against the Baltimore Orioles, but that's not really going to make you earn your pinstripes or, you know, much of anything. If you're a reliever, look, I think Holder is a solid dude. Um, I don't think he's a high leverage innings guy. Everyone was, you know, talking him up and making it seem like he'd be an admirable fill-in for Ottavino. I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't know who, I honestly, I don't know who I would put in in a high leverage situation right now between the two. It's, it's kind of, to me, a toss up based on especially what how Holder, you know, reverted kind of back to uh, what we had seen from him earlier in the year. But 
This year, Holder has allowed now runs against the Rays, Red Sox, Mets, Braves, and Blue Jays. And then his other games were, and those and those were not high leverage situations either, mind you. Those were all, he came in when they were losing by multiple runs or uh, they were up by multiple runs. So he's not coming, and by, uh, actually, no. I think all these games he came in when they were losing. So there was no, there's no urgency there for the pitcher to do anything. And if anything, the pressure should be off and you should be a little bit more relaxed and being like, Hey, you know what? Sit these guys down, build up my confidence, you know, get the manager to look at me and be like, Oh, you know, I'll bring him in next time in a higher leverage situation. We'll see what happens. But he hasn't been coming in, in as many situations where the stakes are high and against good lineups. He's anytime he's come in, was is against lesser lineups. I th- literally think the only two were against the Baltimore Orioles and all the other good lineups that he faced, he gave up runs and then he did it again tonight. The Blue Jays are a good team. Let's not forget that. The Blue Jays are still a pretty good team. They're going to be a pain in the ass for the next five, six years. So don't forget that. Um, but yeah, he's not at a zero for me. Um, I think though that this was a classic overreaction by Yankees Yankees fans and Yankees Twitter classic. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Um, Dig a little bit deeper in the stats next time. Make sure you know who these guys are facing. Make sure you look at whip because it's a very telling indicator of how effective a reliever is. And that's all I got to say about Holder. I hope he rebounds over the next uh, week and a half or so. Um, But he did not help his case tonight, especially with how well he was pitching. He did like 60% of a chance Adams tonight, which is come into a a 10-3 game or a 12-1 game and let everyone on base until you have to leave. Um, he got one out. He got the first out of the inning on a three, two pitch on a liner into the gap that Aaron Hicks got to jump on. And if that ball drops, then this game is tied. I mean, you know, I, I think Holder is a guy who I hate to say it. Uh, he has been serviceable for the Yankees. You could do much worse than Holder in your bullpen, but you see the old photos of him in Mississippi state. He looks like a completely different dude, like long hair, dirty goatee. I think he's a guy who's been hurt by the Yankees image stuff. I think he'd be much more effective on another team with, you know, that allows him to grow the hair and the beard out. As dumb as that sounds, if you're telling me you're bringing a reliever in for the eighth and it's fire breathing Jonathan Holder with like a wet Jerry curl and a goatee and he's throwing 97, like that's a different guy than, than the clean cut Jonathan Holder who's sort of got this 94, like, please don't hit my fastball, sir. Um, And he's been missing bats this year, but it's still strange because it's the same stuff. He doesn't have intimidating stuff. That's another thing. Like doesn't have intimidating need... stuff. And then when the bases are loaded against Kevin Biggio, it's like, what do you go to here? And they were even talking on the broadcast. They're like, does he have the confidence to throw the change up right now? And it's like, I don't want <laughs> anybody throwing a change up with the bases loaded and one out in the ninth. Like you, you need a fastball if that's the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't, he threw a fastball and he missed with it. So um, hopefully we see more of him moving forward in context that makes sense. Big weekend for him at Fenway. Probably the Red Sox can hit. Uh, so he might get some opportunities there. And Adovino looked better than he did tonight. Um, speaking of position battles, uh, we got to talk about it and we got to laugh about it. We got to cry about it. We got to do whatever we're going to do about it. Uh, Gary Sanchez and Kyle Higashioka. Uh, is it real? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't permanently want to switch the two people. I'm not handing the starting job over to, to Kyle Higashioka for 2021. 
I'm just saying um, for the last, you know, 10 games of this season, are we sure we don't want Kyle Higashioka starting seven of them maybe? Where are you on this one? I would consider it, and I think it's a conversation worth having, and this is not a knee-jerk reaction. Gary Sanchez heading into tonight, batting 131. That is not – that nobody is – can we speak – let's look up more stats. Who is hitting – who in the world in on an MLB roster, like even on the worst teams, there is no guy batting 130. There's no guy batting 130. And it's for a, a thousand yeah. plate appearances of 200 over the last three seasons. Yeah. And this is, yeah, th- don't forget, this is not just this year where people are, are freaking out about Gary Sanchez. This is three, this is now two and uh, I guess what, uh, a quarter or, or two and a third years at this sure. point, which is, that's a substantial body of work. I know he hit 34 home runs two years ago, but this isn't two years ago and you know you need to get on base his base percentage is not good over that span either hits are what make teams win I know you know Aaron Hicks is the exception to this rule you know he was batting 200 for so long actually where's he where's he at right now I have it right here pretty close yeah he's still there yeah he's batting 215 but he walks like an animal um I am uh I'm you know I'm not the biggest advocator of OBP because I think hits make the world go round that's how you know you're creating uncomfortable situations for defenses that's how you're advancing runners but you know you keep Hicks in the lineup he gets on base here and there boom that that works Gary Sanchez not doing that not getting on base hey get a good night tonight 2 for 4 two runs scored two RBIs a bomb ripped a double I like to see it I want to see more of that but guess what if he's it, it, he raised his average to 145, which is still it's it's untenable. It, it it can't be that can't be in a playoff lineup. Um, with that being said, though, we are trending in the direction of Higashioka catching Garrett Cole in the playoffs. So we probably won't be seeing Gary Sanchez in those games, namely game one of whatever That's game postseason. One. Yeah, yeah. He's not there. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be the DH. That Stanton Judger back. That absolutely not. You know, put them in the lineups for these rinky-dink games where nobody really cares at this point. I mean, we still do care, sorry. But, I mean, a playoff game is just a completely different atmosphere, completely different story. They cannot lose a Garrett Cole start in the playoffs. Um, if it happens, sure, they can rebound, but you don't want to be in that situation. That's not what you paid the guy for. Um, and the offense needs to be firing on all cylinders because if that's happening, then Cole gets more innings, then we can rest the bullpen, then we're in a great situation for game two. So, long story short, Higgy should not be starting. It's a question because people are looking at it. He had three home runs uh, last night. Higashioka raised his average to 250, his OPS to 833. And guess what? I know he's played, I think, uh, 20, 18 fewer games than Gary Sanchez. But 250 feels like, you know, he's batting 450 when you look at Gary play every night. And hopefully this is the turnaround point for, for Gary. But people are right to question this and people are right to look at it like that because Higgy also plays very good defense. That's another factor of the game. Don't forget about that. I'm just, I'm not naming Kyle Higashioka, 30 year old Kyle Higashioka, the starter for the next season and going forward in this potential budding Yankees dynasty when I have this conversation, but it feels like arguing with Gary Sanchez stands is like arguing with a brick wall with a piece of paper with advanced stats printed out on it taped to the wall. And, and all they'll do is tell you how bad Higashioka's offensive numbers are. Um, so are Gary Sanchez's. Like, it's just, it's just, 
it's a circular conversation. Like you're telling me Gary's great. I'd love to believe that. And I believe that to be true in 2017. But as of now, Gary Sanchez has been largely exposed for what is, uh, what is about to amount to three consecutive seasons. And Kyle Higashioka is a backup catcher type who is hitting lately and who hit 20 home runs at AAA last year. So he's, he's shown power, sizable power in the major leagues, competence, defensive intensity, framing ability, and he's hotter than Gary Sanchez going into this Thursday game. So I'm not trying to name Higgy a starter, um, but you're going to have to get used to Higgy starting because he's going to start game one of the postseason with Garrett Cole on the mound. So there's one game already. So why not lower the threshold of intensity for his playoff jitters and start him two out of three games in this Red Sox series, two out of four games in Buffalo and a couple of games in the Miami series. Um, you can DH Gary during the Giancarlo off days, which are going to be baked into this whole thing. Like there are ways to get Gary at bats and try to get him on track before the postseason begins. But no one will have the argument that I want to have. Like nobody wants to have the extreme argument on either side. I'm not saying Gary Sanchez is terrible, though the last three years of Gary Sanchez have been pretty bad. I'm not saying Kyle Higashioka is a savior. I'm just trying to have the conversation about the next week and a half of baseball games in which the Yankees seeding is up for grabs and they're probably going to make the postseason anyway. It feels worth it to largely start Higashioka. And that's not just because he hit three home runs yesterday. Uh, Now let's talk about a happier subject uh, that's going to get less vitriol going in the wake of once again, one of the most dominant sweeps you'll ever see. Crazy that we're yelling about Jonathan Holder's Jerry curl and we could just be talking about the absolute domination of the Blue Jays. But Giancarlo Stanton came back for game one of this series. Aaron Judge came back for the second game. In those two games, the Yankees won 20 to 6 and 12 to 3. Neither of those guys got a hit, and it did not matter. Their existence lengthened the lineup like crazy, changed everything. Torres sat. You know, the lineup wasn't even close to whole, but it looked so different with the both of those guys. And then finally, Thursday, Stanton goes four for five. Uh, the hits he hit were laser beams in all caps in italic font, 111 mile an hour line drive single to the opposite field in his first at bat rip off the left field wall. One of the furthest home runs to right field you'll ever see. Um, it, Stanton could not be more back in that performance. And it's got me crossing every finger and every toe I have that he's going to be able to hold up through the rigors of a postseason run because if he's alive and well and hitting this well and putting the ball in play at hundred miles an hour, plus not just hitting, not just hitting 110 mile an hour home runs and then striking out and then struggling um, the, you know, the shortening of the swing to hit the bases loaded single to the opposite field at 111 miles an hour. That's a crazy baseball player. And he, it really does feel like if he is able to stay on the field, hugest if knock on wood, I am right now he could have a redemptive Alex Rodriguez type 2009 ish postseason If given the chance by his own body tonight's game by Stanton was one of the craziest single games I've seen a hitter have. It's awesome. And this is what the Yankees need to win the world series, but forget about even going four for five. The fact that Stanton and judge are back, just nearly sitting in the lineup, whether they're doing something or not, is huge for this team that creates another layer for pitchers to have to throw around. And it's very, very hard. You, you know, you get past, 
you got to face LeMahieu to start off the game. Then Judge is in the two hole. Then you got Void at three. Like there, you there, there's no avoiding that. But you know, previously when the lineup the lineup was changed and we had who was even batting second at that point? It was Hicks like batting lead off or it, when DJ. It, it felt out. like Tyler Wade two through nine. Like it didn't yeah. even matter. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was no challenge for the opposing pitchers. And now when now it's it's night and day because before it was like you know you're thrown to a triple a lineup now you can't pitch you can't throw around anybody at this i guess you can't even throw by gary sanchez or brett garner at this point because they are they they hit home runs tonight too you know it's funny too last night i'm on twitter when the yankees are going off was covering the game someone tweeted the yankees have now tied the white Sox for the mlb lead in home runs with 80 and then tonight happens and i'm like yeah that's what happens you know when the yankees actually have their players who are ready to hit the ball um because the yankees somehow managed to i guess stay afloat in this mlb leading home run race with two weeks of playing nobodies or you know everybody getting days rest here because aaron boone is freaking out after all these injuries uh, speaking of that though, you know, whatever he's got to do down the stretch here, it's going to be what play one game day off, play one game day off, play two games day off, and then hopefully play three games day off, do whatever you got to do. It's working. You know, Stanton got the day off yesterday. He, he did have a couple of good at bats in that first game that he walked and then he, uh, I think he ripped the shot and it got caught. Uh, yeah, he hit, he hit like a hundred mile an hour liner to the shortstop. Yeah, Bouchette got it. Like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, so he's he's putting forth good at bats. Judge had a terrible night, but what are you going to do? You know, he's he he's he's had a crazy uh, go around this season with the injury issues and coming back and hitting the IL again. Nutty stuff. He needs time, but Stanton said Stanton got off to a hot start this year. Injury definitely set him back and he was discouraged. He even talked about how he was discouraged. So, you know, this guy's on a mission right now, especially with all of the frustration from the fan base after last year. And then he comes back for the playoffs and he's not really healthy. So, you know, he's going to make sure that he's tip top ready to go. But like I said, even if they aren't tearing the cover off the ball, I would love to see it because, you know, like you said, a redemptive season or postseason from Giancarlo Stanton would be amazing. Um, doesn't matter. As long as they're in the lineup, somebody else is going to benefit from it, whether it's Aaron Hicks. Luke Voigt doesn't need any help anyway, but, you know, it's going to make him even more amplified after all, after everything he's done. Another home run tonight. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Glaber Torres, who was already starting to bust out a little bit, is going to benefit more. Urshela, who was already playing well, is going to bust out more. I, I cannot wait. Side note before we move on, I cannot wait to see Clint Frazier play in the playoffs. Not yes. only has not only has Clint Frazier, it feels like every time he's at bat, it's a playoff for himself after all the stuff that he's gone through and between going back and forth to the alternate site or the minor leagues or dealing with the concussion or not knowing, um, you know, if he'd be in the starting lineup or if he'd be even be coming in as a backup. He's improved his defense to the point where Aaron Boone can't take him out. And he's been playing his life for the past two, three years as if, you know, it was his last at bat. So He's already got that kind of mentality under his belt. Just wait until that actually matters. The postseason is going to feel like nothing to him because he was literally playing for his career. And that, that outweighs, you know, playing for, you know, in theory, a championship ring because he was playing for his livelihood and, you know, all the trade rumors uh, affecting him. And then, you know, the one game where he had that defensive, uh, that one game last year where he had that awful defensive showing and then didn't uh, stay back for the media and caught a lot of flack. This guy's dealt with so much and 
uh, he's put the organization in a position where they can't sit him and they have no choice. And I'm so excited to see what he's going to do in the postseason, especially if this lineup's healthy. He, he's going to absolutely break. Yeah, I feel like a Celtics fan tweeting about this team. Like, obviously, both Yankees fans and Celtics fans are, are fans of dynastic sports teams. But Celtics fans are treating the current Celtics as if it's their first time watching a championship-level team because they just love those guys so much. I don't, I don't even blame them, honestly. But the stuff, you know, Jalen and, and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart, like – Celtics fans are encountering that as if it's their first time watching a, a contending team play. It almost feels that way watching this Yankee team with just how much I love these dudes. Like, and when they were depressed. Oh, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for their. This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I got to take this call, but remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. bad. It hit harder because you were like, Clint doesn't deserve this, and Luke Voigt doesn't deserve this, and Garrett Cole doesn't deserve this. They're walking into the 2020 Yankee season. It's already been t- taken from 162-game season to 60 games. It's not even close to what they expected. They have fought so hard to get here, and they are performing. And why isn't anything lining up? Why is Jay Happ pitching so well on a day when they lose 2-1 anyway? Why are they taking a 6-2 lead, handing it over to their best relievers, and seeing it dissipate in a matter of, like, six batters? Why are these, like, karmic retribution-type things happening to a team that doesn't appear to have done anything to deserve it obviously nobody who chokes has done anything to anger the sports gods you know that now look at me you're getting me emotional but like these dudes like Frazier and like Voight and like Cole have done so much to earn the spotlight and to watch it disappear and to watch the team hit 500 a week ago it was just like what, what is happening and they can't they can't do any worse than this but on an individual basis they're performing so well they've kept the roster afloat like why why isn't anything lining up properly and now everything is lining up so well that all you want to do is get to the finish line and the start of the postseason as unified as this team currently is. The old school guys are going to hate this, but I don't know how many old school listeners we have anyway. So you know, like maybe they're not here, but I don't need to see Giancarlo Stanton run out a double or a triple for the rest of the year. I don't need to see Judge slam into the right field wall to make a catch even though you can't stop him from doing that and you never will but like these aren't things i need to see Giancarlo was going for a triple for the cycle today and it was like if he even has an opportunity at a triple i'm turning the i'm turning the game off like i can't watch that and cole yesterday with the no hitter it's like i don't need cole going 133 pitches like i don't need cole with two outs and two on two walks in the ninth trying to get that last k like I just need the guys to do their do their job, get out of every situation, feeling confident about themselves and intact for the most part because up and down the roster these people are doing special things right now. And you know, this is this is the stretch run of a year unlike any we've ever had and currently they're living up to expectations and exceeding them and almost mocking expectations. The amount of home runs they've hit this week, like I said, uh, I, I tweeted offhandedly, you will probably, I, we've probably never seen three worst weeks of Yankee baseball ahead of this. I don't think I've seen a better week of Yankees baseball after the disaster. 
Uh, and I've talked a lot about how I won't let them fool me. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get my hopes up. They're, they're too far up right now. They're probably opening day level up. But I have never seen a team rebound like this. And you're getting us at our peak emotional. Like, this, this is crazy, and these guys really deserve it. And it goes from the offense to the starting pitching staff to the bullpen. It's, it's everybody, and I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, neither can I. It's it, truly the, the resiliency here is what's crucial because, like we said, it, 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 I think it did take the players a little bit too long to say something about their performance because it had been going downhill for so long before the, the Blue Jays, you know, destroyed them that night with the 10-run inning. Um, so you were hoping for more accountability before that, but, you know, Luke Voigt stepped up and said something, and I think that played a role. So it's really everybody, whether it's, you know, saying something in the locker room, saying something to the media or, you know, just proving it with your play on the field. Um, like you said, yeah, this is probably the best short, you know, sample stretch of Yankee baseball we've seen in quite some time because, you know, when was the rotation ever, ever this good? You know, when did we have a young pitcher like Davey Garcia just getting thrown into the action, thrown into the fire, see a dude, figure it out. And he's figuring it out. When did we have a guy like Garrett Cole, you know, where you can send a guy out there and just be like, okay, we're probably going to get a win tonight. Hopefully that's the case. And he's now proven to do that three, uh, two, three straight times. And Tanaka is now, you know, really, really digging his heels down into this number two pitcher role. And, you know, that's what he is. And that's where we want him to get comfortable. But like you said, very excited, really can't speak to more of how, thrilling it's going to be if we can get everybody healthy and playing excessively because you know we're still seeing Glaber Torres get days off Judge and Stanton are going to be doing the same as well um and we're still working guys back in from the bullpen but I mean this team full strength down the stretch into the postseason please this this is this could be an exciting playoff run this is an incredible team it's been an incredible year and you know, if you were worried about 2021, I would say those worries should have probably ceased. Um, you know, some guys have lost their luster a little bit this year, the Mike Fords and Mike Talkmans of the world. But there is a lot here, and the Yankees are set up to be very successful for a very long time. And don't forget it. Um, that is it for this incredibly jubilant late-night episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I hope we get to do 30 more of these episodes that sound the exact same with the same inflections and attitude. I do not want to do any more where I'm pretending, you know, trying to trick myself into giving up on the Yankees so that I lose hope and a little piece of me dies. I want a lot more that come directly after a roll to Shabbat and Hunter one mile an hour fastball strikeouts. Um, and I get to talk Yankee baseball with my friend and we get to talk about victories and, you know, stop languishing and just start hoping again. It's awesome. Um, please find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, if you like what you heard. And if you like the Yankee baseball that you're watching, I want to hear more people talk about it. Uh, we welcome any and all listeners. Uh, and if I were you, I'd, I'd be downloading every Yankee podcast on iTunes at this point, because I want to hear, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to load Yankee podcasts all day. I want to hear everybody talk about this Toronto series. Um, I'm pumped. This is great. Um, until next week, I'm Adam Weinrib, and you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. And folks, Friday, pizza Friday, grab a pie, live it up. The weekend's for you. Red Sox, hopefully we steamroll them, baby. There's never been a greasier pizza Friday. Just go for it. 
just just go for the pizza Friday. Until next week, I will see ya. Goodbye, everyone. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.